So Jim, the last couple of Wednesdays, he's been uh, speaking about the fight of faith. And the last two in particular, he has, they, they've just been excellent messages. I mean, they're teaching you how to lose the fight and how to win the fight. And the difference is, if you're holding on to the word, you are going to win. But if you let the cares of life and the world, uh, what's, all the distractions going on, if you let that steal the word from you, you end up losing. And then he went on this last Sunday and spoke about being redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And if you have that understanding that what Jesus has done for you, the price that he has paid for you, and then you're holding on to the word, there is no way you can lose. I mean, right there, those three messages, right there is the keys that you need just to win in life. And uh, so I just encourage you, if you missed any of those three services, to go back and just get a chance to listen to it. You may even, if you heard it once, and it was like, oh, you know what? I didn't really think it was that great. Listen to it again because <laughs> there was some power-packed stuff in there that, is, that will shape your life and change you more into his image, seeing, seeing life the way that God sees uh, life, the way that he set things in motion. And so if you want to, you can go ahead and turn to John 4. Uh, but as Christians, Jesus did not leave us helpless to walk through life. He, in fact, he paid that price for us to be victors. He did not create us to be victims. It doesn't matter what your, how much money you have in the bank, what kind of house you live in, even what color of skin that you have. It does not matter to God. He created you to be a victor to be an overcomer, to be strong, to do great things for him. And, you know, he never created us to fail or to lose. Those are just not things, when you go to heaven, you are not going to see any losers. Everybody in heaven is going to be a winner. That's just the way he makes things. And if we can get that vision of, okay, it, if I, once I get to heaven, I'm going to be in peace all the time. I'm going to be happy all the time. I'm going to have joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Uh, if you can see that, that that's the way heaven is supposed to be, and then you turn that and you realize that is how what Jesus did on the cross for us, that is how we're supposed to be living life today. We are meant to be victors. We are meant to have joy. We are not meant to carry all the cares of this world. We're not to be stressed out because of things that are going on at work or in relationships or any of that. We are meant to go through life at peace, with hope, with joy. And you know, if we start to lose our peace or our joy, we have to look, is our eyes getting on the wrong thing? Are we taking our eyes off of Jesus? You know, Peter was able to walk on water when he was looking at Jesus. He was able to do the miraculous. No one to this day has ever walked on water without the help of some electronic thing or, you know, skis or something. <laughs> it's not 
just normal to walk on water. We don't have people that are like, I'm water walkers. You know, there, there is no such thing. But Peter was able to do the impossible because his eyes were focused on Jesus. And you know, today, God wants us to do the impossible. He wants us to be living life with all of the power of heaven backing us up and shaping our world. And people that are coming in contact with us are supposed to be coming in contact with the power of God. That's the kind of life that he, when he sees each and every one of you, he is not thinking, well, this one needs a little bit of help. He's thinking, I made you with a purpose. I made you to overcome. I made you to be a victor. And the more that we uh, agree with how he sees us and agree with what his word is concerning us, the more that we will be effective, the more that we will be power-packed and a shape. Everybody that comes across our path will have an opportunity to get to know our creator because they see that power in our lives. Now, it's their choice whether they choose to reject it or to accept it, but we have it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about us. We have it. You know, a lot of times we, uh, I won't even say that because that's not on topic, but God has created us with a purpose and he has given us everything that we need to stand strong, to stand tall, to be in faith, to have joy and peace at all times. And so uh, tonight I want to talk about a tool that Christ has, that Jesus gave us so that we can combat any doubt, any fear that tries to come, any kind of discouragement. You know, the devil is real. He does try to throw uh, defeat at us and make us think, you know what, you're not going to make it this time. Oh, and you say, but wait a minute, I made it last time. I know, but you know, that was last time. This is much harder. This is a, a bigger trial. There is no way you're going to make it this time. And he will try to put up these images in your mind of you going and losing, of you falling flat on your face, of you not succeeding, of your business failing, or your, uh, you know, relationship ending, whatever. He will put visions in front of your eyes, in your mind, to go and try to get you to say, oh, it's just not going to work. It's not. He wants to discourage you, because if he can get you discouraged, then he can easily pick you off and make you fall. But God, on the other hand, wants us to keep our eyes focused on him all the time. He wants us looking at him. That's one of the reasons why we have the example of Peter walking on water, doing the impossible. You've got David and Goliath. David stuck to what, hey, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I, I don't care that he is way taller than me. You know, Goliath is huge. I don't care. Because the word says that I'm a child of God and I have God backing me. And because he's backing me, I'm going to beat this giant in my life. 
And if we can keep those images that we have learned as children, if you've been raised in church, you've heard some of these stories all your life, but they are there to create a different image than the one that the devil tries to put in front of you. He wants you to think you're not going to make it. And God wants you to know you're an overcomer. That's just, it's as simple as that. And so if you are thinking, I'm not going to make it thoughts, you are not thinking God's thoughts. And if you are thinking, I'm an overcomer, you are thinking God's thoughts. If you want to look um, at John 4, the... Uh, the tool that I want to talk about tonight that God has given us is worshiping him. It's worshiping him in spirit and in truth. It's not singing a song with our head saying, oh, that just was so fun, fun, fun. Oh, I love that beat. That was so cool. Wasn't the band amazing? Aren't they just awesome? You know, uh, there's lots of things that we can say. We can enjoy music. But God wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is not just with our physical senses and things. It is to come before him and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to God himself. And if you look at John 4, 23, it says, But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him um, verse 24 god is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth you know it's not just worshiping him until you have goosebumps it's not just singing anything that you want to say it's in spirit from your heart but also built on a truth. And that truth is the word of God. And so when we're worshiping him, we're magnifying him, we're exalting him, reminding ourselves of what the Bible says about God and keeping our focus, again, the point of worshiping him is to get our focus off of whatever is going on around us, uh, the day-to-day -day life ups and downs, even if it's the ups, we want to keep our focus on God. And worship is one of those tools that God has given us to be able to go before him and redirect our attention and put it on him for who he is. He is the creator of all. He is Lord of all. He's our master. He's our savior. All of those things, as we focus on him and it builds on the inside of us faith, our faith rises because our thoughts are no longer on the obstacles that are in our way, the things that are coming against us. Our, our faith is built on what does the word of God say. And when we realize, hey, God is that big and he's got my back, how can I fail? If he is leading and guiding and directing my steps, how can I fail? He is so big. So worship allows us to come together. Uh, we can do it in our homes. We can do it at church. But you know, when we do come to church and we sing songs, it's not just uh, a ritual. 
oh, you know what, we always go to church, we sing a couple songs, and then we take, then we do the announcements, and then we do the offering, and then we have the word, the message. No, the, the worship time, the praise and worship time is setting the atmosphere for the word to be able to come forth. And so when you are coming in, and, and especially when we're all together, and we are creating an atmosphere for the word to come forth, for the word to come in, we are opening our hearts and allowing God to speak to us. We become vulnerable to him by opening up. You know, it takes vulnerability to love someone because if you love someone and they do something that rejects that love, it can hurt. But when we open ourselves up and allow our heart to go to God, he will never hurt us. He will never mess with our heart at all. But he will begin to show us things. And he will begin to direct us. And he may show, you know what? Let's, let's make this little adjustment here or make that adjustment over there. He will begin to direct us. We allow him to speak to us when we um, open ourselves up and worship him in spirit and in truth. If you want to look at um, Ephesians 5, 18. So worship is something that we can do corporately. We can do it together as a church. It's wonderful. It is so precious. Just, you know, when we're all coming together, lifting our voices, there is something, there is anointing that is, is different than even when we're doing it by ourselves at home. But it is not something that is only for the church. God also wants us to worship him throughout the week because you know what? When we leave church, a lot of times that's when pressures begin to come and things begin to, we, all of a sudden, you know, you get this text that tells you whatever is going on and you're like, oh my goodness. It's trying to get your eyes that was focused on Jesus to start looking at everything else that's going on. You know, you can leave church and feel like you are on top of the mountain. And then you've had lunch and you feel like the mountain is on top of you by the end of lunch. And how can that happen? All it is is that your eyes were focused on Jesus and now it's focused on whatever else is going on in your life. And so we at home are going to have to take time where we are worshiping him, where we are spending time praising him. Um, and in Ephesians 5, 18, it says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dis dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that part in verse 18? It says, do not be drunk with wine. You know, there is, that is the imitation. That's the world's way of trying to have peace, of trying to relax, to try to be, uh, you know, just going and 
forgetting everything that's going on around you, a lot of times the world will, will turn to alcohol or they'll turn to drugs. They'll turn to something to try to make everything better or at least to get their mind off of what's going on for a, a period of time. But when the alcohol subsides or the drugs subside, the problem is still there. It's still real. The thing is, God said, if we will be filled with the Spirit, that's uh, one of the ways he's saying in here, is to speak to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That is truly going to help with your problems and your situations. The wine, the alcohol, the drugs, things like that is not going to be as satisfying and as fulfilling as being filled with the spirit and you know sometimes people are like well i just don't want i think you know i just don't want to go into that really crazy christian stuff but in that if that's what you consider crazy christian stuff it it's that kind of stuff that is going to cause you to overcome it's that kind of crazy Christian stuff that is going to give you the peace that you're looking for. That the wine and the alcohol and anything else that you try to do, whether it's a movie, you know, I, uh, if I could just watch a movie for two hours and get peace of mind, whatever it is, anything that we're looking to to have peace outside of God is not going to be as satisfying. And so here God is telling us that we can speak to one another and that encourages us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can, uh, you can do this at home by yourself or you can do it even corporately. There's times that we sing songs and it's great to sing songs that other people have written and it begins to help us to like push everything else off and, and be focusing on God. But then there comes a time when we're no longer singing to him just from what someone else is doing and with our mind, but we begin to sing to him out of our heart and say, God, you are wonderful. You are so gracious. You are loving. You are kind. And we begin to worship him, not from someone else's word, but from our own words. And uh, if you look at Hebrews 13, 15, I'm skipping over to that, Julia. Hebrews 13, 15, it says that we can uh, come to, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Our lips coming from our heart. Our own words, praising God and exalting him and magnifying him with our words, not just someone else's words, but with our words, saying, God, you are so wonderful. And as you do that, your heart opens up and God meets you and his love and his peace and his joy fill you up. And that is a part of being filled with his spirit. If you want to look at Colossians 3, 15 through 17, that's another scripture that's talking about uh, speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So Colossians 3, 15. And let the peace of God, notice the peace of God, 
let that rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Both of these passages of scriptures are telling us, exhorting us, to be filled with his spirit. And the way that they are saying is, speak to yourself in a psalm. Speak to yourself. Sing a song. It doesn't, you know, some people feel like they can't sing. I know Brother Hagen used to say, I, he took voice lesson and his teacher said, forget it. This, I'm wasting your money. Don't, don't this is not your avenue. <laughs> You know, I think she was wrong because I personally feel like everybody can learn how to sing. And so I, I disagreed with her. But you know what? He was already taught that and I wasn't going to tell him differently. <laughs> so, but he said, you know, he used to speak to himself. And sometimes he would speak for hours. He would be laying in bed and just start speaking to himself. Well, how do you speak a psalm? It comes from having the word of God in your heart, and you just began putting that together. Like, I thank you, Lord. You are my healer. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my deliverer. You just start talking like that, and before you know it, there's uh, stuff on the inside that just begins bubbling up on the inside of you. I'll tell you what, you can be walking around your house, and all of a sudden, you're just feel like, oh, thank you, God. I've just praised you. You are so wonderful. I just thank you that you are a good God, that you love me. You just start walking around, and before you know it, stuff, you, you get help from God on how to worship him. <laughs> it's wonderful. You don't even have to worship by yourself. <laughs> He'll help you. And so you're going around doing that, or maybe you're in the shower singing. Oh my goodness, you know, that has the best echo. It's wonderful. Even the worst of singers can feel like they're singing with heaven because of all the echo. <laughs> it's wonderful. You can be reading your Bible. I'll, I'll tell you, there are just times where I'll be reading my Bible and I'll, all of a sudden I'll have some words just start coming and I'll start jotting them down. And then before I know it, I've got lots of words. And I'm like, this is awesome. I wish I had thought of that on my own, but I didn't. <laughs> you know where it came from. You know that God was helping you put stuff down. And so, you know, there's times that you don't just write it down and then forget about it. It's meant for you. There are certain things that you write that are specific to you that as you're writing it, you go over it and you read it over and over to yourself because it was given to you from God to encourage you through the good times, through the bad times, through all the in-between times. You got something from God specific for you. It's a revelation that he is giving of himself to you. And so you begin to encourage yourself in those things by rereading it. There's times where, you know, uh, it, you'll have a tune. It, it doesn't even have to be more than four lines. You know, God, I praise you in the morning. 
got to praise you all day long. <laughs> I praise you in the evening. <laughs> you are my song. You know, something really, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that cool. <laughs> but you're doing this in a way to where you are encouraging yourself. And you know what? Sometimes you say, gosh, that was a little corny. And you, you get a little chuckle out of it. And you feel better. You know, even if it wasn't something that, you know, you're going to share with the whole world, it's something that is between you and God, and you're connecting with him, and he is speaking to your heart. And there is something powerful about that, because if you are constantly under the pressure of life, and you are living that 24-7, you go to bed with that pressure, you wake up with that pressure, all day long you are under that pressure. How is this going to work? How am I going to make this happen? How are we going to pay this bill? What are we going to do with this? How am I? You're going like that 24-7 and you have no joy and you have no peace because your mind is so focused on the now, on the natural. Brother Higgin used to talk about this all the time. He would say, if, if the devil can get you in the natural, and focused on your circumstances, he will win every single time. But if God can keep you focused on him and flowing from your heart, from your spirit, focused on him, you will win every time. And that doesn't matter if it's health, if it's wealth, if it's uh, relationships, it doesn't matter what it is. If your focus is in on God and you are allowing him to give you peace and hope, he can work on your behalf and he can turn any situation around for your good. He can give you the wisdom that you need. He can give you ideas. He's, he's the creator of everything. If you need creative thoughts, who better to go to than God? You think you're going to come up with some great plan on your own without God? Maybe you'll come up with something that's pretty good, but it will be so much better with God. If you're asking him, God, I need your help, he will give you ideas that everybody else is like, where, where did you get that from? It'll make you look really smart, and you know that that was not you. That was God. <laughs> you know, there are just times that you're like, that was not, that did not come from me. I know that God is helping me right now and he, and he is sustaining me. But he will give you the wisdom. He will give you creativity. He will give you the power to uh, understand things that you're trying to study for. You know, God is the best study helper of all. You know, you're, you're trying to pass tests at, in school or whatever. You, God is the best person. You're asking him, God, help me to know what to study. Because, you know, if you have a book that's 500 pages and you don't know what's going to be on the test, you're just hoping, I, I'm, I you know, can't read 500 pages 25 times. So, God, help me to hone in on the things that I really need. And he will help you. He will bring it to you. He will point things out to you. If you are looking to him, he will do that. And so we want to praise him. We want to worship him because as we do, we are allowing him to give us the ideas, the thoughts, everything that we need to succeed in life. 
And so tonight, I just want to share a couple of things with you. In just a minute, I'm going to have Jim come up, and we're going to play a song that I wrote a little bit ago. But I just want to share some examples. Like I said, you're, when you are writing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, it's not just for those that are musically inclined. God spoke Ephesians and Colossians to the body of Christ. It is every single person. You can do this. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to get up and perform it for anyone. It just means that you are doing this in your personal time with God. In fact, the Bible, some of those, those passages actually say we can even come with it. There are times that you can share it with a friend. They're going through a hard time. Oh, hey, I wrote this. Maybe this will be a blessing to you. It encouraged me. There are times that we encourage one another with these. But here's, here's one. I, I shared this with a couple people because I just thought, you know, when you're focusing and you're trying to overcome different things, it's good to be reminded. But this one is one I, I even read this a, a couple weeks back when Jim was speaking. But it's a, it says, I'm an overcomer by faith. I've been made a conqueror through Christ. I am born a winner in him. I cannot be defeated in life. I'm an overcomer by faith. No storm can blow me over today. He's alone my anchor in life. I'm safely in his harbor to stay. No weapon formed against me will win. I'm guaranteed the victory in him. I'll walk by faith and not by my sight, and in the end, the victory is mine. I will fight until I win. I won't give up my joy in him. His peace will govern my steps. I'm an overcomer in Christ. You know, it's not a hard, you know, like just super hard, you know, thought out, but it's something that it, it can encourage you in your heart when you are going through different things. I know there's times that, uh, you know, I will remember things that even when I was in college, I would go through in my head and, and it will come back to me at times, thoughts and scriptures and, and little chants <laughs> that I, you know, would do, and it will bring hope and it'll bring faith and it will stir me up to keep standing and to keep fighting and to keep winning because God wants us to win. He doesn't want us to quit. He doesn't want us to give up. Another one I wrote um, on May 25th, God of all possibilities, that is who you are. God that turns past dark to light, that is who you are. I think I probably wrote it like after I'd sing, that is who you are. <laughs> you know? But anyways, I think it might have been inspired a little by that. I don't know. Creator of all, maker of me, the stars in the sky, all eternity. Standing in your presence, touched by your great power, the world is your footstool, and I'm in the palm of your hand. In the palm of your hand, that is where I stand. Your strength in me makes my weakness strong. Enjoying life to its full, you direct all my steps. You direct my path, causing me to rest. Glory to you, God. Glory to your name. 
In your presence I will stand. You alone are my God. You know, it doesn't even have to rhyme. It doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to share it with anyone. But it's between you and God. You are encouraging yourself in the things of God. Jim, if you want to come on up. So, Julia, I think I gave you the words. Christina, would you mind getting my words from Julia? Do you still have that? So this is one that I wrote a while ago, and Christina actually, I said, Christina, will you go downstairs with me and help me put some chords, some music to this? I think this one might actually be a song. <laughs> and so she helped me put some stuff. She did such a nice job. I was like, wow, that's so pretty. <laughs> and then Jim's been helping me uh, the rest of the afternoon kind of putting that together.
just bless you. We just glorify you this evening. We're so thankful that we know you, that we have a relationship with you, God. Lord, we honor you this evening. We take our hope in you, Lord. There is no one bigger or mightier or more powerful than you, God. And so, Lord, we do honor you. We put our trust in you. We put our confidence in you, knowing that, God, what you are doing will never fail. You are a good God, a faithful God. And, Lord, we just remind ourselves of your faithfulness, of your goodness, Glory to you, Lord. Thank you. You always cause us to triumph. And we honor you, Lord. Praise you, God. Amen. It's as simple as that. You can do it all day long. It's just a precious time of you just communing with God, and God will meet you anytime. He's never busy, too busy for you. Anytime that you reach out to him, he will make that connection with you. And so this week, I just encourage you, every time the pressures of life come, and they do come, it doesn't matter how much faith you have, the pressures of life still come and test that. But when it comes, you just direct your attention to God because he's the one that will give you your answer. He will give you the solution. He will cause things to cross your path, people to cross your path. He will never fail you. And the more that you look to him, the more that you give to him, the more you allow him to cause you to triumph in life. He's so good that way. <laughs>